Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody, Mike here. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast. Best vintage podcast out there, at least I think so, but I'm biased. It's my show. Really appreciate you guys uh, joining in this week, every week to talk vintage cards. I'm excited about today's episode. I want to say first uh, that I am, for those of you out there that know, I just went through uh, some shoulder surgery i had a torn rotator cuff and turned out i had a torn labrum as well so my shoulder was all jacked up and it is all fixed now and i am pleased to tell everybody i am doing great i'm in very little pain and that's just a blessing and i'm excited to get through some pt and get back on the right side of it throwing 98 mile an hour fastballs before you know it so yeah been going through that, which is why this is kind of my first post-surgery episode, but it was one that has come to me and been exciting to talk about because I did an episode a couple of weeks ago, if you guys saw it or listened to it, with John, who is 3D 80s Kids on YouTube. He doesn't collect rookie cards, Hall of Fame rookie cards, and that's a unique perspective. Most of us do collect rookie cards in addition to all the other stuff we collect, but Rookie cards tend to have this amazing, uh, I don't know, just aura about them within the hobby. It's, it's, they're a big deal. And the other, what I don't want to lose sight of though, through that is as great as rookie cards are, there's tons of other great cards out there, especially in the vintage era. It, I mean, you can look at certain player runs, Clemente, Mays, certain guy, Hank Aaron, and just go, man, I just love all their cards. They're all great, you know? And so in order to foster that, I don't know why I did that again. I was about to start the the intro again, but to foster that and try to get you guys thinking about, you know, beyond the rookie card, I guess uh, I brought, I've got a guest today who did a video recently on his channel, which is midlife cards. And it's uh, Greg. He did one on the 60s, the 20 greatest cards, just again, his opinion, his list of the cards from the 60s. And I thought it was such a good idea that I thought, hey, let's let me piggyback on that. Greg, welcome to the show. I wasn't trying to steal your idea, I promise. (laughs) No, it's it's cool. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, it's good to be, you know, go cool. How could I do that different? You know, because it's always a challenge to come up with. Uh, you're a very prolific video creator, you know, but it, coming up with topics all the time feels like sometimes it's tough. You get a little bit of creator block, right? Well, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yours inspired me tremendously because I was like, you know what? I bet, I bet we could come up with 20 great non-rookie 50s cards pretty easily. I, how hard was it? I gave you 10 and I came up with 10. How hard is it? was it to stop at 10? Well, when, when you said, hey, I want to do this, uh, how about you pick 10 cards? I was like, no problem. And I filled the list and I was already at 10, like really fast. <laughs> so it it was definitely hard. I'm like, I can't believe I'm leaving that off and leaving that off. But I chose 10 that I thought were really, really good ones. Well, you chose 10. I chose 10. You don't. I know you're 10 because I didn't want to duplicate your 10, but you don't know my 10. So I'm hoping to surprise you a little bit and and get your honest reaction on me choosing these cards. And I I thought it was important. One thing you did in your video that I thought was great is 
Unfortunately for the 50s, some of the great cards beyond even beyond the rookie cards are expensive, right? Um, that that's just kind of the nature of this. Now, obviously, the grade, raw versus graded, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, can can play huge factors in cost. But the reality is, 50s cards are 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 not cheap, especially the really great ones. Comments on that? Thoughts on that? No, a hundred percent. The it, it's it, the question I always have is: Are the 50s really expensive, or are the 60s just really cheap? And um, I kind of go back and forth on that. And you know, one of the things I do on my channel is I don't want to just feature expensive cards that, of course, we all want. I want to talk about the attainable cards and you know the cards that are affordable. And what about cards under fifty dollars or thirty dollars? And and I try to talk about a lot of it. And, you know, I, I had some feedback on my channel, um, a couple of comments within about a week were like, why don't, you know, let's, let's not talk about rookie cards so much. Let's talk about something else. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and, and I, I had just seen the podcast of, of you guys that you referred to earlier. And I was like, yeah, I think a lot of those are underrated. And early in my channel, I did a video and I said, are rookie cards overrated? Like, are they, do we hype them too much? Because there are so many other good cards out there. Um, so I totally agree with you. And yes, the fifties are expensive, especially the rookies, but some of these cards we're going to talk about today are very affordable. And some of them are expensive. And, and then the point is there's a, there's a gambit, right? There, you, it runs the gambit. You, we all have budgets. We all have to deal with, you know, collect within our means and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I'm fortunate. I have all 20 of the cards. Um, and so I'm going to be able to show the cards as we talk about them. And this is, I, we do record this. So it's not like I can just pull in scans. I don't do any editing. You guys may be surprised about that. I don't, I, this is literally a one shot. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's the world's simplest podcast that I create. And uh, so we're going to show the cards as we talk through them. I don't, we're going to go in order. Some of them are going to be, it's not necessarily going to alternate. It'll just be based on the earliest card in the fifties that either one of us selected for this list. And, you know, maybe you guys come out of this, hopefully thinking, wow, there are some great, of course, we all know there are great cards, but these are just, again, our opinions on Craig, Greg picked 10. I picked 10. You may agree or disagree that they're great cards. Great. You know, to each his own. If you find, if you like other fifties cards, that's awesome. All 50 cards are all fifties cards are pretty terrific. So you're not right or wrong. Uh, I will call Greg wrong on a few of these, but no. <laughs> um, so let's, any other thoughts before we get going on the list? No. And again, I don't know your list, but a couple of non rookie cards that were kind of low hanging fruit are obviously the 52 mantle and maze. So I, I didn't even consider those because they were just kind of obvious. So um, when somebody says, hey, what about the 52 mantle? It's not that we forgot about it. It's just it's like, well, of course, but these are some other ones. Exactly. I, I ignored those two as well, just because they were painfully obvious that they would be on pretty much anybody's list of great cards, non-rookie great cards from the 50s. So let's. And, and I did try to avoid, I tried to think of obscure, more obscure players and cards, not just every mantle could be on the list or every, you know, Mays or Aaron or Clemente and Koufax. Like, yes, of course, um, those players are represented in this. We, we didn't duplicate players. So there's no other than on one case. And I'll make a case for that later when we get to the card. But we, we have 19 different players, technically represented and that's that was on purpose we wanted to give you guys as broad a spectrum as we could and not just pick four or five hank aarons or whatever right absolutely perfect first card this was from your list uh I, I do agree with this one it's a great card 1951 bowman larry doby Great card. What do you love about this, Greg? So it's it's funny because there's a lot of cards that you know you had seen at some point in your life, and then you, you know, you didn't really. It's not really at the forefront of your mind. And I went to a card show about seven or eight months ago, and I was thumbing through a bunch of fifty 
fifties Bowman singles and the, the Dobie was in the stack and I just looked at it and I'm just like, that is a gorgeous card. And it was, it was ungraded. And I was like, I ha I have to buy this card. The, the one I was looking at is actually right here. The fifth, this is the 50 of the mm -hmm. same card. And it, uh, it just looks beautiful to me. And I, I got it for a super affordable price and I just immediately loved it. And then I was like, but you know, that's the same as the 51. And the 51 is also obviously the same picture, but it just feels because of the fact that it's a portrait shot, it just fits better in the 51 size than the 50 size. So it, it was just one of those cards that it was kind of like love at first sight when I saw it like seven or eight months ago. And he's an important figure and you can see the grandstands in the background and the old, you know, the old scaffolding and you can see the way he has his pants kind of bloused up and, 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 you know, he's not wearing a helmet, right. He's wearing a, he's wearing just his cap. And so, I mean, it's just a great card. Yeah. I, I love it too. Um, I have both the 50 and the 51 and it's a great pose. Dobie is one of those, I think, overshadowed obviously by Jackie, um, even though he literally started a few months later in the major leagues, it wasn't like it was years in between Jackie and the next black ball player. Dobie was literally that summer, you yeah. know, so uh, he gets overshadowed a lot, overlooked. And it, it's awesome that we both pick or that you picked a Dobie card to be on this list. Um, my first one, this happens to be a, my first one, 51 tops red back. Oh. Yogi Berra. And I picked this because this is my favorite card in this set. Uh, and I it, it's kind of one of those cards I've owned a really long time. I mean, this this PSA slab has a one in front of the serial number. So <laughs> I, I've had this a really long time. It is. That's the only reason I have a six. I have a PSA six in this card. Mm. And uh, it is. 51 tops to me is one of those sets that I think what's happened in the vintage world. It's kind of this cool um, change of thought, a paradigm shift. Maybe you see a lot of playing cards that are that, that pictures baseball players being considered cards. Again, I've always considered them cards They're like, Oh, that's not a baseball card. That's a game set or that's a whatever. And they, and they dismiss the 51 tops as not really being a card set. And I'm like, uh, it's printed on cardboard. It is uh, got a, a baseball player pictured on it. That's a card. You yeah. know, I've always felt that way. And it feels like the hobby's kind of catching up to that mentality. And, and they, especially stuff from pre-war era that might be playing cards or different types of advertising inserts or whatever. Or all, they're just all cards, you know, no matter kind of what method in terms of how it was distributed or released and so I go ahead go ahead, no, you go ahead. I, I complete i completely agree uh, and and just to interject like i think that that those red backs and blue backs are so underappreciated. and when i think of them there are two that come to mind one is the barra which i think is a great card and the other is, is the warren spawn those just kind of jump out as like when i think of that car those cards i think of those ones I think it's a, a great, uh, I think it's a great pick. And I think that, like you just mentioned, people are starting to in vintage adopt some of the, the playing cards, but also some of the things that weren't as widely appreciated, I feel like are becoming a little bit more mainstreamed. And I don't know if it's because of the parallels of the new cards or what, but, you know, you, you talk about like, the dog food cards and the, you know, the candy cards and stuff are becoming a bigger piece where people are actually searching for some of that stuff. And I think it's cool because what it does is it broadens the base of what is widely accepted and mainstreamed. And I think the 51 tops are for sure should have been mainstreamed a long time ago, but they do seem to be gaining some steam. Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of the about darn time is kind of my attitude towards it. And I, I just love them. I think they're, they're great. 
They're great cards, yeah. you know. So uh, next happens to be one from my list. Um, actually, we'll save that because the next one's yours, and then we'll do mine. I'll, I'll do it as alternating as I can. You chose the 52 Bowman Stan the Man Musual. Well, now, I'm, I love Stan Musual. I think Stan Musial doesn't get the appreciation he deserves for what he accomplished. And I love his 48 Bowman rookie card, which I know you don't like the black and white, but I like it because he looks like he's about 18 in the picture. But other than the rookie card, which is black and white, I mean, isn't that his best looking color card? Now, I know there is another one that you're going to probably come back at me with, but to me, that's a really, really good-looking Stan Usual card. He's one of those guys that doesn't have a bad-looking card. Uh, his, I love his 53 Bowman color. Uh, that's the one I thought you would say, yeah. Um, but I couldn't choose. You know, you had, you had a – I basically said, if you picked a player, I wasn't going to pick the same player. So I didn't yes. pick another Usual card. I think his 58 All-Star is one of those just amazing – stories of how he was so you know he was a tops signers or, or under contract with tops so he didn't have any cards with tops until 1958 his 59 tops is great with that blue i mean there there's just so many great mutual cards and kind of kind of hard to say I, I don't like any of them and his last card you know he goes all the way 60 61 62 and then 63 so they're they're all pretty terrific um yeah. Well, I stuck with 52 Bowman for my next one, and I chose the Duke Snyder card. Oh, uh, I thought Duke had to be represented on this list. He's one of those underappreciated, uh, obviously in the 50s, the New York was the king of sports, baseball anyway. You had Willie Mickey and the Duke, and Willie and Mickey seemed to get all the hobby love, and the Duke is pretty well relegated to third place all the time. He has a lot of great cards. His 52 Bowman is just so beautiful, that swing and the beautiful Dodgers jersey just in full display. I, I just love it. So yeah, that was on my yeah. list. He's got a lot of good cards, and they're super <laughs> affordable, like you said. I mean, I have a 50 Bowman, and I it's like a 3.5, and I got it for like $130. That's his second card. Right. His second card in a 3.5 was like $130. And like you said, I mean, they were making songs, you know, Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. So it's like he was he was a focal guy. You know, he doesn't have 500 home runs like, you know, some of those other guys do. And so, you know, there's a couple of those numbers that he doesn't quite reach. But he was the, the center fielder for the, the, the Dodgers and – for during a really good stretch for them but his stuff is super affordable it's crazy yeah it is uh so that was on my list next card from your list it is weird how they are alternating didn't do that on purpose but you had the 52 tops monty irvin i love that card what do i you mean out of out of any picture on any card i can't say that there's a guy who looks happier first of all monty irvin looks happy in almost all of his cards i mean he doesn't just have a good smile he looks like legit happy and that picture he looks he looks young he looks athletic he looks happy to be there you know and and i always whenever i see that card i go you know what he had to deal with in the early parts of his life and to get to the point where he's at at that point and of course he's happy of course he's like you know excited and he's just got this million dollar smile and i i just i mean there are very few cards that every time it's in a case i see that card and i stop and i look at it and i'm just like that is a good looking card so do you own it yet <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't own yet, Mike. I, I there's a lot of stuff I don't own yet. I don't own it. It's it's kind of expensive. It's in the 52 top set, but I will own it. I've bid on them before. I have made offers on them at shows before. In fact, a show not that far from here, I made an offer on one not that long ago, but I don't own it yet, but I 
all the cards on my list i will own at some point and right now i only own three or four of them okay um well, it sounds like you just need to come visit and you can see all the cards that you want to own. <laughs> That's dirty. That's dirty. You just got more than me at this point. Uh, just it's a marathon. It's a marathon, a not a sprint. Um, this is going to be a weird card that I'm going to show, not because of what the card is, but the holder that I happen to have it in. This is one of mine. It's the 53 Bowman Color Mini Minoso. That's uh, a great card. And I have it in a GMA slab. At some point in my life, I will cross this over to PSA, but I just love his look in this card. Uh, the bat just is so prominent. And if you ever see this card signed, he signs along the bat so that the autograph will stand out. And I, I see it relatively often enough. I've never picked one up, but that's got to be something kind of on my radar. But this is one of those, this was a cheap card. I, I think I paid 50 bucks for this. This was pre Hall of Fame for him. And Obviously, it's a GMA slab, so it doesn't carry the same weight as PSA or SGC, but it was uh, a good enough deal. I thought the card looked really good. I, it literally slides in the holder. Like, I hate that, but it's a great card. And what do you think about that pick for me? I, I think it's a great pick. Um, you know, last time you had me on, we talked about how much we love the 53 Bowman color. I think we're two of the biggest fans of that set. In fact, I think my next pick comes from that set, too. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of great choices from that set, and and that is 100% one of them. Um, I've looked at that card many times, too, and I wonder why isn't this more expensive? Because his rookie card is 52. You know, right. it's the 52 Bowman and the 52 Tops. So now we're one year out, and it's an awesome card. And, and one of the things of that 53 set is so many of the pictures, the guys are just kind of hanging out. They're just kind of lounging around pictures of them. And that's a perfect example. He just looks like he's hanging out, waiting for his turn at batting practice kind of thing. Yeah, and notice we've several times we've either discussed or shown second year cards. And that's that's long been a great strategy for vintage collectors is to go after second year cards or or try to find some theme. I, I do last cards of each Hall of Famer, you know, their last card when they're, they might be on a goofy team or, you know, something that they're not known for. Those, those are kinds of ways to get into vintage that I think are, can be affordable and you still get great cards out of it and you don't have to buy those rookies. You know, you don't, you, you can do it different. You know, I, I, I've one time have I started a video and then pulled the ripcord on it halfway through and it was on doing a video on the last card of different great players. And and I started going through them and I'm like, Hank Aaron, not on his original team. Willie Mays, not on his original team. And I started going through them and I'm like, there's something cool about having the last card, especially because the stats are all on the back and everything. But, but it just... I don't know. I, I saw too many where they were on a team that they didn't, they didn't look right to me, but, um, but it's definitely a thing that I know a lot of people are into and, but that's my only hang up and, and you led with that point, but. Actually, I, I find that cool. I find that interesting and, and it's, it's okay. You know what? I, I like maze in a giant's uniform, not in a Mets uniform. That's, I get it. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting. So that just goes to show how many different ways there are to do this yeah. hobby, right? Well, uh, yeah, but, you know, I'm like, I mean, as a 49er fan, it pains me to see those pictures of Joe Montana in a Chiefs uniform. You know, right. it's like it's 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 painful. Or, or Jerry Rice in a Raiders uniform or even a Seahawks uniform for a second. Like that kind of stuff. Like, but I do get what you're kind of, where, where it tells part of the story. So I get sure. that. Speaking of 53 Bowman, love here's it. one of yours. Oh, I love that card. The I've Warren been on that Fox. card many times. Now look at his glove on that picture. His glove is so important to that picture because it's just, it reminds you of where we came from. There aren't a lot of pictures that are tight where you see the glove on the player. And you see a Warren Spawn, and you see this thing that just looks like an oven. You know, it's like an old piece of leather. 
And that is to me, it, that is a really cool part of that particular card. And, and the colors on his cap really pop and you get a good look of his face and he's got such a distinguishable face, you know, and his look to him and he's reaching out with his left hand, reminding you he's a lefty, but that's just, that's an awesome card. I love the uniform, the huge Braves logo on the sleeve. You know, there's just so much to that card to like. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't go through any great non-rookie 50s list without showing what is, in my <laughs> opinion, the greatest card of all time, the 53 Bowman Color Pee Wee Reese. Right. And there are a few cards in my collection that I would consider upgrading, and this is one of them. Well, I did do you the favor when I texted you and I said, I'm not going to pick your favorite card of all time. So I let that one go. And it is a great card. And I've, I've heard a couple of people actually recently say that they thought, I think it was your buddy uh, that you were at the National with. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, but he was talking about how he thought it was like one of the, no, it wasn't him. Well, Somebody uh, was talking. Jacket thinks it's one of the ugliest cards of all time. That's what it was. That's yeah. who it was. He was saying he thought it was one of the ugliest cards, and then one of your buddies picked it up at the national. Um, what's his name? The black guy. Snoop. Snoop. Snoop bought one at the national, and I saw him buying it. And then at, around the same time, uh, he's the other guy said, "Yeah, he. Uh, that's an ugly card." And I'm like, "What? It's like the first action shot." It's like yeah. the first action shot card ever. Yeah, we it's historically totally agree to disagree with Dave on that one, but it's and I respect Dave tremendously, but he's just wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I I just love it because it's different. It's so yeah. different than every other fifty three bone color. In fact, every other card to that point, right? It it was this, of course, it's opposed to, I get all the things the naysayers would say about the card, and yet I still love it. Uh, that's one of those I would own multiple copies, different grades, different, different things. I, I just, I can't get enough of it. We're yeah. going to go straight. I, I actually got a few in a row here, so you're going to get your time in the limelight later, but my next card is the 53 Tops Satchel Page. Yeah. And what I love Obviously, it's an iconic card, and but what I love about it, and I have a PSA 5. Again, this was bought way before Satchel kind of had a boom in, in the market, and people started appreciating who Satchel Page was. He has very few cards, um, three real mainstream cards, right? Uh, mm -hmm. 49 Bowman, uh, 49 Leaf, and then the 53 Top. So it's not like he has tons of cards out there. Right. There's not a lot of choices. I love how he's on the St. Louis Browns, which was a miserable franchise at that time. And he's, you know, kind of just hanging on. He's probably like 80 years old when he was pitching here. And he looks it, you know, he looks like a, a grizzled old veteran who has, he's just kind of smirking at the camera. Like, dude, I've pitched so much. Like, don't even try to talk to me. You know, uh, it's just a great pose, a great picture. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a beautiful card. And like you said, he doesn't have many cards. And the other two you just mentioned are completely unaffordable. So if you're gonna own a satchel page card, you want it to be that one. And it's it just happens to be a really good looking card too. In a great set, right? Yeah, oh great set. Uh I got another one coming. Uh you mentioned kind of the non- traditional cards uh we, we talked about 51 tops mm -hmm. how about the 54 wilson franks roy campanella mm. and you just mentioned gloves yeah right? and and mitts and you see his catcher's mitt in this picture really well it's he's sitting there in a catcher's pose about to pound the mitt you know with his other hand with his throwing hand and that thing looks like a it's just gigantic um, catcher's mitts have gotten a lot better. I love the picture of the Franks, the the hot dogs on the card. It looks very similar to 54 Tops, obviously, in the mm -hmm. kind of color scheme and then the fonts and everything. And I, I chose that one because I thought it was different. I think it's just one of those great get those weird stuff, those weird things, those off non-traditional tops or bowman things. They they can be pretty awesome. 
Now, let me ask you this, because I have no idea what a card like that costs, but Campanella is another guy that's really, really affordable. Like, if you want Adobe, if you want a Campanella, if you want a Duke Snyder, those are some huge names that have some really cool cards that are super affordable. I mean, you can buy Campanella's second year card for very little, and I don't, I don't get it. What does something like that cost? The Wilson Franks is a comma card. It's well over, and I have it in a three, I think. Yeah, that's it's over a thousand bucks in that grade. Okay, uh, but it's it's because it's they usually you know they were in Wilson Franks, so they're they're not always in great condition, and they're I I always look at Barra versus Campy, right? Playing about the same era. Obviously, Campy came in later. Uh, because of integration but at the same time both of them had three mvps and right you look at you look at a campy let's say a 53 tops campy a 53 tops vera the bear is going to be way more expensive it's part of that the yankee factor for sure you know but at the same time i, I would i would say campanella was every bit as good of a catcher as yogi Berra. and yeah and, yeah yeah they're just different yeah, career stats, you know, he, his were cut short on both ends, really. You know, I know Barra, you know, served time in, in the military. Um, so, you know, he had a long career still, though. But, but yeah, I mean, they're two of the guys on a single hand of top catchers ever. Right. Yeah, I, and Campy has some great cards. And I really had a – I wanted to include a Campanella card. And I was like, well, let me do something different. I love his 53 tops. I love his 54 Bowman. I love his 55 Bowman and his, you know, 55 tops. So he's, he's got some great cards. What do you um, think no, of his 51 Bowman? You yes, love it or hate it? Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. With him me throwing too. the mask off, you know, yeah. I mean, are you kidding? I'm a catcher. So that, that's one of my, I like, I love all those kinds of pictures. Um, okay. This is, we've got a couple of years coming up here now. Nice. Um, Oh, I love this card. 55 tops Jackie Robinson. Love it. Now, I mean, Jackie Robinson, uh, obviously. Yeah. Go, go on that. Jackie Robinson, I mean, we're talking as important as there ever was in the game, you know, and in society. And, you know, has as much appeal to young kids. I mean, I'm a high school teacher. And, and I could probably name every player we've mentioned so far. And they probably wouldn't know who any of them were, except they would all know who that was. And you, you look at that particular card and the yellow background, I just feel like he just, the picture just jumps. And um, his 56 is obviously very, very similar. But for this particular picture, and this particular card, I like the yellow background more than the 56, which has a busier background. Yeah, you you chose a good one. Although again, Jackie's one of those guys that doesn't really have a bad card, right? Yeah. They're all they're all pretty terrific. Um, I, I would argue you could Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, two most important people in the history of baseball. Yeah, I agree. And uh, everybody. You could walk on the street, talk to a hundred people, and ninety-nine of them would know the name Babe Ruth and the name Jackie Robinson. Um, as they should. As they should, no doubt. All right, next up for you, pretty another, another pretty awesome card: the fifty-six tops, Ted Williams. One of the ones I have. Nice, <laughs> dueling Ted Williams. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm, I love Ted Williams. I. In sixth grade, we had to do a biography report, and I uh, picked a book at the library, at the school library on Ted Williams, and I read it and absolutely fell in love with him. Um, I loved everything from his military history to his outdoorsman history to the fact that he was such a, like Tony Gwynn later, such a kind of scientist to the art of hitting. Um, I, I, you know, we dressed up like whoever we were in the, in the biography. So I dressed up and, and as Ted Williams and, and I, you know, and then that year, 
at a local card show in Sacramento. He was signing and it was like in October. And I said, dad, for my, for my Christmas, will you get me an early Christmas present? So for $39, I got Ted Williams signed an American league ball for me for 39 bucks as an early Christmas present. When I was, this would have been uh, about 1990. So do you still have the ball? Of course. Of course. Yeah. I don't have it. I mean, it's in the other room. I'd have to run and get it, but yeah, I still have the ball. I've posted pictures of me um, on my, on my channel of, of me across the table from him as he's signing it. And, uh, but to me, so being a huge Ted Williams guy, to me, that's the prettiest card. I just think it's, I think it's beautiful. The only, I'll be a little critical of this card. Tops was so lazy. You know, they had used the yeah. same portrait in 54 and 55 and now 56. What redeems this card is the swing, the Ted Williams swing, the follow through that, that accompanies yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Is yours what I've just kind of noticed about this? And I'm looking at a bunch of 56s over here. Is yours where where his signature is facsimile signature? Is it is it kind of white like that? Yeah, it's kind of they almost airbrushed like a cloud of dust in there. Yeah, yeah, or, or it, whether that was intentional to highlight his facsimile autograph, it it seems to frame it pretty perfectly. Yeah, like none of the other guys have that embellishment where the facsimile autograph is to, to really? highlight it. And it's uh, interesting because a lot of guys, their autograph changed over time. Yeah. But that's exactly the same autograph that's on my ball. So he yeah. kept his autograph for, you know, 50 years or 40 years. Yeah, we've got a few 56s. This, is a pop this was a popular set for us because next up is the 56 tops Roberto Clemente. And to me... I love his rookie card. I'd love to have his unaffordable rookie card for somebody in my budget, but this is the same headshot and it's a better action shot for me. Yeah. So it's sort of like the poor man's version of his rookie card, uh, but it's way more affordable, still expensive, but way more affordable um, for an awesome card. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to argue again, Clemente has become one of those he's one of those guys that through the covid boom got a lot of popularity hobby wide jackie clemente uh hank aaron willie mace a lot of those guys really took off it was it became more uh even across the vintage spectrum i would say instead of being very mantle heavy or yankee heavy it feels like wow all these other guys are pretty great and Clemente was Clemente cards were were one of those that benefited from that uh, that boom. Why do you why do you think that is? Why do you think that happened at that time? I just I think that people go okay, mantle's too expensive. Who's next? Mm -hmm. And who is maybe underappreciated in the hobby? And and I think a groundswell of support and just influence and oh yeah, what about Jackie Robinson? What about Roberto Clemente? Like these guys were really important why aren't their cards why why is mantle stuff twice as much for the same year or wh whatever the ratio is it makes no sense so i just think there was just a realization almost an epiphany in the hobby like whoa the, all these other people are pretty great yeah that would make the most sense to me speaking of iconic uh, the granddaddy oh. of the hobby we we have to have a mantle on the yeah. Now, list, and you chose the 56, which I think for so many people is their favorite Mickey Mantle card, period. Why do you love it so much? Uh, it's just, I mean, it's, I know that there's always hate on how his lips sometimes look too red, depending on the card. And I, I've, I've featured this card a couple of times on my channel. And I've had some people say, why are the fans looking the opposite direction? And I'm like, well, they're looking the opposite direction because they're about to get jumped on because he's about to go over the fence for the ball. Um, but I just think that it is, it is the, he still looks young, Yankee logo front and center. He's facing straight ahead. He's not at a turn like he is in a lot of his cards. He got the action shot. Cause one of the things people forget about Mantle is he was a really good athlete. 
He was really fast and he was a really good center fielder, but people think of him as just home runs because late in his career, he had some injury stuff that slowed him down a little bit, but you can see he's still young. He's still active and it highlights a part of him that people sometimes forget, which is he was a really good defensive player and a really, really good athlete. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Our last 56. And uh, I I have to admit, I have another 56 here. So I chose the 56 tops Bob Feller. Oh, see, when I made my list of 10, it was very difficult for me to not have Bob Feller on my list. And there were a couple that I was kind of going back and he was like number 11. And that is definitely on the short list to me of one of his best. I like the 51. Um, I like the 52. Uh, he's got some, I like the 50. In fact, to be honest with you, my number 11, the one that just made, missed the cut for me was his 53 tops. Yes. Um, but that's a great choice. Well, I chose it because it's his, we talked about earlier, that's his last card when he, mm-hmm. he's still pictured with the Indians. He played his whole career with the, I mean, this is a guy that started playing in the thirties, right? And he's got a card in 1956. And at that point, I love it. He's he's the legend, Bob Feller, not just Bob Feller, right? He's the just, it, it's so, such a great card. He's got a great smile. He's like, yep, been there, done that kind of smile on his face on the card. And it, it's just well, kind of how we remember Bob Feller as he got older, you know? And correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he injured doing, in military service? Uh, I think he, I think he had some inj- some nagging stuff, and to me, you know, I did a, I did a short little video on uh, the Fourth of July about, you know, a bunch of cool cards of guys who served in the military, and um, I mean, we forget that some of these guys miss some valuable time, like really valuable time. Warren Spawn missed like his second through fourth or fifth year and he still had insane numbers yeah oh ted williams would have hit 600 home runs. Oh, no question yeah, you know for sure we could i wish we could do the shoulda coulda woulda stuff a whole lot more um yeah. i'm looking at this card that i that's my next selection and i'm realizing my case got broken somehow but uh, my next card is the 57 tops ted klazuski hmm interesting choice you might be saying but it's one of those cards that he was a great player back in the day um and this card shows like in 1957 this guy is sleeveless and he's got these gigantic you know muscles and he's showing off the the biceps and he was a big dude uh 220 which now doesn't sound too big i mean i'm 62240 so I'm the size of Ted Klususki, but I couldn't hit a home run. I couldn't hit a ball the way he did. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of one of those, man, that's, it's just this great card in a great set, 57 tops. So, well, and I think it's, I think it's one of those, it's one of those guys that we need to remember. There were some really, really good players that aren't in that upper echelon or even second tier of great players that a lot of people just kind of overlook and forget about. Now, if you're in the regions that he played, he's still a big name that a lot of people talk about. But there are a lot of good players that aren't these marquee Hall of Fame players. And, you know, he's an example. He's got a really cool, I think it's a 51 Bowman that I like a lot. That's a tight headshot of him. Um, But yeah. All right. My next one, this is one of mine. And I, I had to pick one of these kind of cards because I love them so much. I had to pick a multiplayer mm. card. And I picked the 57 Tops Dodgers Sluggers, which has three Hall of Famers on it, including Carl Ferrillo, Gil Hodges, Roy Campanella, and Duke Snyder. Obviously, we've talked about Campanella and Snyder by themselves. But mm-hmm. now that Hodges is in the Hall of Fame, I mean, this card just shows how potent that you know, fifties, mid fifties, late fifties Dodgers lineup was why they were so competitive in the national league year in and year out. Uh, They couldn't get over the Yankees so many times. And finally in 55, you know, they beat the Yankees. So 
I have a lot of respect for that era. Obviously, I do a podcast on that era, but the that's just a great card, just showing those Dodger sluggers. I think I think it's an important year in Tops too, because it's when Tops really started doing the multiplayer card. I mean, they have one in fifty-four, right? But then it's fifty-seven that they really start doing more. Bowman fifty-three, Bowman had some, but but it's like it's really when it started. And then if you look through the sixties. They do a bunch of them, yep. but it kind of started in that 57 set. That 57 set's a really important set in a lot of regards. And I think one of them is is that, the multiplayer card. I think that's a great choice. So we got four more cards. Um, well, technically three. Two of them are yours, one's mine. Um, 58 tops, Willie Mays. This is one of your choices. One of the few I have. Um I mean, my, uh, you know, my dad is been a long time collector as a lot of people who watch my channel know I've had him on a few times and, and he, um, he, Willie his two your dad, if you had <laughs> my dad, uh, but when my dad had two grail cards really, and it was the 58 mantle and the 58 maze. And so, um, that's always been a card that you know, has been kind of a key card talked about in our home, you know, and if you look at the Willie Mays cards, Willie Mays is a, is a cool character. And to me, I'm trying to think if there's a Willie Mays, that's a better look at his personality than that card. Like he's kind of got this smirk on his face and he's kind of got this look, he's kind of smiling, but he's kind of not, it's a tight shot of him. Um, I think it's as good of a, of a maze card as there is. I love it too. Um, maze actually has a few cards that I, I don't like his 61. Um, I, I still own it. It's, it's still a Willie Mays card, but yeah, the, he's got some good cards too. Um, oh, he does. Say that again. I missed it. I, I, I was agreeing that he does have some, he does have other good cards, but to me, yeah. that's my favorite of his. So my last card on the list, and we'll get to your last card is I picked a card that is the 1958 tops all-star Mickey Mantle. This is the only dupe player we have on the list. And I, and I chose this card. Yes, because it's mantle, but mainly because in the fifties, we have this thing called all-star cards. In fact, I'm going to do an upcoming episode where all I talk about is what a great way to dive into the vintage market by getting all-star cards through the late fifties and through the mid sixties of these great players, because they're so relatively affordable compared to the base card. And that mantle is probably the cheapest mantle you can find because it's triple printed. Um, and it's a great image. It's a, I love the design of the 58 tops all stars. And so even though it's a player we've already discussed, I had to show that card. I just thought it was too cool. No. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, one of the topics I covered a while back too, is how a, a great entry point for a lot of these guys is their all-star card and, and the 58, 59, 60, that stretch, these are still some pretty old cards, but I mean, you can buy a mantle or a maze or an Aaron for, I mean, I bought, I bought a raw mantle 60 all-star at a show not that long ago for like 65 bucks. And it's pretty decent. So they're, they're very affordable. And I think for somebody who's looking to really get into vintage and get into some of those big names without breaking the bank, I think it's a great place to go. Yeah, I'm excited about doing that episode. I'm trying to think how to do it, but I'm working on it. It'll, it's coming, guys, down the down the road a little bit. Cool. The last card is love also this card. Fifty eight. Um, I actually have it twice because I have the yellow name and the white name of the 1958 oh. tops Hank Aaron. Um, I love that card. You got the M on the on the hat. Yeah, it's an old beat up cap and nothing says vintage baseball player like an old beat up cap. 
and he you know what it's what would it be about his fourth or fifth card so he's still really young he's still got that toothy grin i don't i think it's i think that's a and and the other part of it is is like when i was a kid growing up all the highlights we see of hank aaron or of the the record-breaking home run where he's i mean he's kind of old you know and so you a lot of the the video that we see of him is we think of this guy who just just hit home runs forever and even into like his 40s and then you see a card like that and you're like oh yeah he was a young rugged guy at one point yeah and he but he was like i'm looking at the back of his card he's six foot he's listed on the card six foot 176 that's not a big guy no that's a that's a lanky guy and i you know you hear stories about hank aaron as a young man he didn't hit you know a bunch of home runs he was very consistent obviously look at his career stats but he just had amazing leverage and power in that relatively small frame and he was incredibly athletic i think that's you know again you like you said you see all these older pictures of hank aaron from his time in the 70s with the Braves and then the Brewers finishing out his career, he he was a shell of himself at that point. You know, he had been through a lot, breaking the record and all that. Mm-hmm. Go look at his older, his young, his er, earlier cards, his older cards. There, you, you'll see a different Hank Aaron. Yeah, and uh, so I totally agree. I love the green on it; it really just pops, and all of that is pretty awesome. So, totally agree. Man, we picked, we went through 20 cards pretty quick uh how'd we do i hope everybody will tell us how we did what do you oh they'll tell us they'll <laughs> tell us what we messed up on which is great hey i i say that that's the best part is getting the feedback and hearing what other people think you know if you listen into sports talk on the way to work every day and nobody ever calls in and rebuts any comments then it's not nearly as fun as when they do so i think that kind of stuff is great when when people give that input me too well, guys, please let us know. Leave comments if you're on YouTube. Appreciate it. If you're listening on podcasts, man, I would really love a Google re- a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. That that would just help more people find the show. If you love it, would appreciate that kind of feedback. Or if you hate the show, that's, that's okay, too. <laughs> would love it. But, uh, Greg, thanks so much for being on the show again. Uh, it seems like you and I are going to be I think you'll be a frequent guest going forward and I appreciate your friendship and uh, the way you collect. Well, Hey, I, I, you took the words out of my mouth. It's been really fun getting to know you better over time. I'm, I'm excited about seeing you finally at the national. I booked my room at the same hotel that, you know, you're encouraging people to go to. So uh, I look forward to that and, and it, there's nothing more fun and sitting around talking about cards like this with a fellow collector. So I had a blast. Me too. Super easy. Thanks guys. Everybody out there for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week and keep collecting. We'll see you next week.